Oh, there are all sorts of nuggets to keep in mind with National Signing Day Part 1 in college football. Uh, here tomorrow. Um, no, not Amy Lawrence. That was quick. Yes. In the meantime, we'll get to that tomorrow as we have a loaded slate. John Manson, the CFRed.com on the Liberty Flames. Dame, Damian Sordolette, Roanoke.com on the Virginia Tech Hokies. And Brad Franklin of CavsCorner.com on the Virginia Cavaliers. And you know, here's the one thing probably to remember more than any when it comes to National Signing Day. And that is there are fewer high school players being taken than before. And it's by design. Because a lot of these rosters, especially the, the bigger your program is, the more you're only going after either blue chip caliber players in high school football or, frankly, transfer portal guys. And whether it's outright tampering or effective tampering because the word starts to get out that certain schools will offer X amount to Y player at Z possession group, that, that becomes the norm. And it's almost expected, and, and the word can get around, if not directly to the player, maybe it's to a handler or someone who influences the player. There are certain ways around this. Bolchik, there were ways around the illegal benefits that certain players may have received back when it was deemed illegal, not by the government, of course, but by the NCAA, for players to get $500 handshakes or you know high-end sport utility vehicles that if they were responsible, they would have gotten from Feller Chevrolet to make sure it was Great, certified, double certified, in fact, like Feller Chevrolet. So those are just things to keep in mind going forward. Also worth keeping in mind are other nuggets as it relates to football that we discuss right now in the Fast Five at Five-ish. It's time for the Fast Five at Five-ish. Five fast-paced, quick-witted things you need to know right now. Number five. According to Max Olson, there are 17 all-conference USA players who are currently in the transfer portal. This is the all-conference USA official selection, not the ridiculous rankings come out by the subjective grading that is pro football focus and their all-conference USA team, which has like a three-win team, very well represented, the same amount that the undefeated Liberty Flames are represented. But hey, you can't ask them what it means because they can't tell they're bound by the cloud of secrecy. But meanwhile, The Athletic, coming out with Max Olson in particular, the writer, noting that there are 17 All-CUSA players who are in the portal and the top group of five players, while eager to move on, 72% played fewer snaps at their new destination and 37% have actually started in zero games. Um, Not to say this can't or would not happen at Liberty University. Oh, more on that in what he said and what he meant momentarily. What that means and the value of that comment though is oftentimes the grass may seem greener and players might be pitched the opportunity to transfer out of a program and in doing so they may be told hey if you come to this school you stand to get insert your amount of in the immortal words of Kenny Powers dollar dollar bills y'all from that particular school but here's what's not told to the player that that offer is being pitched to four different guys at one position, and it goes to the first person who commits, and the other three who may have already entered the portal are left holding the proverbial bag. Not the bag of money, of course, but the empty bag with no money in it. And so they go to a place where they're maybe not a fit schematically. They go to a place where they're 
technically transferring up to safe face, but it's not a place where they're really wanted, so therefore they get fewer snaps or no snaps. That's how this game often works. Yes, there are some guys that are desirable enough, and they transfer up, and they're guys that will get great opportunities. And again, I don't begrudge players for doing that, but just keep this in the back of your mind, that particular nugget from the Athletic, the volume of players who transfer up and how often it does or does not work out for them. Number four. According to John T. Gant, who was at the time the CEO of 100 Black Men of Atlanta, which is a group designed, of course, to help with leadership and development of African Americans in the corporate world, which is an awesome endeavor, but he mentioned that admission applicants at North Carolina A&T increased from 7,000 in 2015 to more than 48,000 in 2019. Why is that relevant? Because there's a lot of questions out there as to why HBCUs like North Carolina A&T, Norfolk State, Hampton, and others would prefer to be eligible for the Celebration Bowl as opposed to being eligible for the 1AA FCS playoffs. A&T, they were in the Celebration Bowl and they won it in 2015, 17, 18, and 19. A lot of that time coinciding with Tariq Cohen, the NFL running back, and Brandon Parker, the NFL offensive lineman. They, they had some NFL caliber players, and it was before it was easy for those guys, like Basil Tootin, who went from A&T to Virginia Tech, to transfer up. But it's a viable question, but for a lot of programs, being in the 1AA FCS playoffs is great if you want to win a championship. But financially, getting to a bowl game makes more sense, and it can also explain why, at least in the short term, schools like JMU and Liberty also made the jump up from a division where they maybe could have won a championship, 1AA FCS, to a division 1A FBS, where, yes, they're not going to be national champions at that level. Sorry, Liberty and JMU, but they don't acquire talent at the level of Bama, Michigan, Ohio State, Texas, and other programs. But there's an opportunity still for greater exposure and more. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Speaking of exposure, by the way, for those type of programs. Number three. Judy McLeod, Conference USA commissioner, came out with a fascinating nugget, saying that the first year of having midweek games gave CUSA, quote, great exposure and that TV ratings were, quote, at least double, in quote, to prior years of Conference USA. No wonder they're going to continue this for four more years. Look, as somebody who prefers to have weekend games with Saturdays and a normal weeknight schedule, do I like this? No. But am I keenly aware of why this decision has been made? 100%. Greater exposure, greater opportunity, and therefore more of an opportunity to gain that type of exposure, 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 which means more eyeballs, which means the ability to command more money for Conference USA teams. That is why these games will continue. Number two. Among the Nuggets as well, we've spent quite a bit of time touching on local schools and the transfer portal. And we will do that tomorrow in our National Signing Day edition of the Fast Lane, which focuses not just on high school players going to schools, but even more so focusing on the transfer portal because those are guys that you're going to actually know of and that will probably be playing in greater depth next year. But two names have emerged in the transfer portal. And it goes to the cold reality of of where things are. One is Kyle McCord, the Ohio State quarterback, who transferred from there, not to Nebraska, who's going to get Dylan Riola, uh, Dominic Riola, excuse me, uh, Dylan Riola, the son of Dominic Riola. There you go. 
You had it the, the right first Dominic time. Dominic Riola, the former Detroit Lions offensive lineman who played at Nebraska. The number son, one quarterback. Yes, is going to Nebraska. So McCord is not going to Nebraska. He is going into the ACC to a school that Virginia Tech will be visiting next year in the Syracuse Orange. Trey, I'm very curious if Syracuse and their new staff will actually be able to surround him with a lot of talent. But it's the reality of a place like Ohio State where you want a quarterback to be more than just a guy that can get the ball to playmakers, but a guy that can also help you win games. Now, McCord may be better than a large majority of quarterbacks in the ACC, and therefore Syracuse might be better positioned to win a number of games. But watch out for that trend. Also, watch out for this one. Malik Murphy, the quarterback for Texas, who was QB2 for much of the year. Who? Malik Murphy. There you go. But you he, said Malik. Well, I've heard it pronounced Malik and Malik. It's, it's Malik. That's that's according to you. But Paul Stone, who is very closely tied into the Texas Long Run program. I've never heard it before today pronounced as Malik. Let's just put it that way. Well, I've heard Paul Stone regularly refer We're to him good. as Malik. So We're good. Whatever. Pick your pronunciation. The point is, is he is not going to be with the Texas Longhorns in a college football playoff game. Because he needs to transfer in his eyes and get to a program where he has the chance to be eligible to compete for next season. Yeah, he wants to get in before the January. semester. Yeah, the January. That's the why. January start of the semester in the college football playoff, which, of course, the first games are after the Liberty-Oregon Fiesta Bowl game, literally after it, uh, because the game after the Liberty game uh, is Michigan and Alabama. But then after that, it's Texas and Washington. And the championship game is a week after that, January the 8th. Well, a lot of schools will already have started the enrollment process, and even wrapped up the enrollment process for players to come in next year. I don't like this as a traditionalist, but again, when you have people in charge of college sports, notice I didn't call them leaders, people in charge of college sports, this is what you're going to get. They're going to have a clunkier process than should ever be had, which means you're going to have players that will opt out of bowl games if they are not a key contributor, maybe even in certain cases in the future if they are, but certainly if they're not key contributors, even if it's a college football playoff game, because they're watching out for their best interest. Do I like it from a competitive standpoint and you're eschewing a chance to possibly win a championship and be a contributor if Quinn Ewers, the starting quarterback, went down for Texas? Well, hey, they got a good backup at Texas. Well, they still have a very, very good backup in Arch Manning, or a very talented one who... That name sounds familiar. I mean, yeah, he, he kind of does. His, his nephews or his uncles may or may not have been on... TV last night. Of course, you didn't watch that. You were listening to the Monday Night Football game, as unfortunate as it was for Trey in particular. I can't. Uh, both of us. You're an Eagles fan too. I am. You it can't was, be happy about the dude, end no, of it. No, no, not at all, you, Trey. But, I mean, but anyway, more on that later. You're going to get more of these opt outs. More on that when you get to our votes of confidence recap, keeping receipts later this week. This Luckily, is we going didn't to put happen. that game on our list. Yes, uh, thankfully we did not. In the meantime. Other nuggets when it comes to bowl eligibility in. And number one on the Fast Five at Five Ish. This is fantastic research from a sea of red.com. But they did the number crunching on the financial windfall of going to a New Year's Six Bowl for Liberty. The conference as a whole, Conference USA, $4 million for each team that plays in a non playoff New Year's Six Bowl. So $4 million for Liberty. The conference whose team participates in the semifinal, whether that's that or the Cotton, the Fiesta, or the Peach Bowl, or the Sugar, or the Rose, or in the National Championship game, they receive $2.74 million to cover expenses for each game. So Liberty is being very well compensated for expenses to that. And then let's do a little comparison and contrasting with the help of a sea of red.com. But Liberty received 
as an FPS independent, a 1A FPS independent. In the Cure Bowl, $570,000 to $4 million. That's like an eight times increase financially for Liberty and Conference USA, plus the exposure when you look at even New Year's Six Bowl games. You're looking at 4 million or so viewers. And here's the key thing to remember about Liberty's New Year's Six Bowl. While they may have preferred as a fan, if you're a Liberty fan, and heck, for travel's sake, it would have been fun for Liberty to, oh, I don't know, have been in Atlanta where it's easier to get to in terms of a travel destination. There's a lot more people that are going to be tuning into the end of the Fiesta Bowl, regardless of what the score is, because it is the lead-in game to the Rose Bowl, which is the college football playoff semifinal. So there will be default viewership of that game of people that are just tuning in, getting ready to watch the college football playoffs. There is a residual impact just by virtue of which New Year's Six Bowl get Liberty got and the timing of it as well that piggybacks off of what a CFRed.com noted, which is the vast exposure increase for the Liberty Flames of being in this event. And there is your Fast Five at Five-ish. Speaking of the Liberty Flames and the end of the season, look, they brought in four players in the transfer portal and it's been fantastic. And they have lost one key contributor. It's time for us to interpret why this contributor left Liberty in what he said and what he meant. Nothing beats an insightful press conference. I think I realized we got a long way to go. You know, uh, we definitely did some good things and we did some things that we, we want to take back. We left some yards and some points out there on the field. But for the first time coming out uh, and to get a dub is really a blessing. And we were just happy to have that. That's why you need so-called experts to decipher what's really being said. It's nothing about the past, nothing about the future. Right now we're preparing for Cincinnati. It's time for what he said and what he meant. True insight into all the cliches and coach speak. Oh, allow us to interpret why Preston Hodge entered the transfer portal. Where did he end up, Ed? Well, Trey, he ended up going to, you know, the place. If you're a Liberty fan and you didn't believe he would go there. Do you believe that? Huh? Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Yep, he ended up going to Coach Prime. Well, no word on whether there's official tampering, but they have warned you at Colorado that they're coming. We told you we're coming. We told you we're coming. You thought we were joking. Nope, he's not. It's here's the reality. If you're going to a place like Colorado, you need a multifaceted experience where you're going to keep winning in so many areas, as you know from Coach Prime's appearance on Saturday Night Live earlier this year. We just keep winning, man. Every game, every minute, we winning at life. <laughs> yes, indeed. I mean, why not go to a place where you're winning at life? Of course, you know they're coming. And here's the thing. If you're going to bring on a guy like Preston Hodge, the defensive back from Liberty, you got to have a game plan. You have to have a sales pitch. You need a complete package of a team. And more importantly, you need to be able to sell something so tangible defensively. You don't understand that my team has it all, man. Coaching, genius. Offense, explosive. Defense, try it. <laughs> it's a complete package, man. I mean, what do you expect a guy like Preston Hodge to do, Trey? I mean, you know, defense trying. That's exactly why you would go there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, do you believe? Yes, indeed, Trey. And see, here's the thing. People may be wondering, because Preston Hodge, once upon a time, committed to Liberty. And I'm sure, you know, when he, he came to Liberty, well, God called him there. I truly believe that God called me there. And he said, this is your destiny. Yes, he did. But then you might want to wonder what happened to that. Because God called me again and was like, my bad. <laughs> God called Preston Hodge and was like, uh, you know, my, my, my bad. I, I think we need to go somewhere else. And see, here's the thing. 
You know how Colorado works. It's money. Of course. Yes. Liberty. They've got a great collective, the Flames Rising Collective. But I don't fault guys for being able to get more money. And, well, you know about Coach Prime and how Colorado works. Again, you heard it on Saturday Night Live. Some teams might have a better record, but we're getting paid. NIL deals, baby. It's like I said when I was the musical guest on this very show back in 95. Look at this. Must be the money. There you have it. Exactly why Preston Hodge left Liberty in the immortal words of Coach Prime on Saturday Night Live. And more on the Flames and the Hokies and Hoos tomorrow in the Fast Lane. Hi, it's Ed Lane. Thanks for listening to the Fast Lane on CBS Sports Radio, Lynchburg 93.3.